0: Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, it is 10-3 now. Tiger Cats over the Toronto Argos. There's about, uh, what, four minutes and 15 seconds left. Matthew Shilts, even though he did not start the game, uh, he has the last uh, score as uh, he found, let's see here, Uh, Oh, I'm in the wrong area. There it is. Uh, A 10-yard touchdown pass to Lamar Durant, who's uh, just getting back into the lineup uh, for the uh, Tiger Cats. The oft-injured, unfortunately, Lamar Durant, who does have a 1,000-yard receiving season under his belt. That was 2019, uh, but picks up his first score of the season. So the Tiger Cats, and what is the third meeting in uh, four weeks, and it'll be four meetings in five weeks coming up next week, in uh, Toronto for or in Hamilton for Labor Day Uh, they will play the uh, first half of the Labor Day doubleheader of course the Elks and Stampeders will play the second half from McMahon Stadium in Calgary well earlier this year um, if you remember I came down with COVID COVID hit my house uh, in early to mid-June so that caused me to miss uh, a couple of Elks games were, you know, I was still contributing. I was contributing from this location, the uh, home connection and the home office in the basement of my house. And uh, I needed some help uh, doing some of my job in the booth. Well, all of it, really, because of course I couldn't be there. Uh, Blake Dermott did one game and uh, Ryan King did another game, the 2015 Grey Cup champion and uh, former uh, double E long snapper who joins us now. Kanger, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Dave, and yourself? Uh, I'm doing great, uh, better than I was uh, over two months ago. And, uh, you know, I, I remember you and I having a conversation. I, we, we texted each other after the game you uh, you did for me uh, with Morley, that the week two game against the Riders. And I just texted you and said, hey, Kinger, thanks a lot for filling in. And you sounded great with, you know, it was, you said that you had a lot of fun. And you made one of the most astute observations about uh, something that kind of didn't sit well with you in the booth it had to do with Morley's uh something that Morley uses that I don't get the chance to use that you discovered and, w- and what was that
1: well I was gonna like, that was gonna be my opening line Dave I was gonna I was gonna ask if you've uh had that chair upgrade yet because I do think it's uh completely unfair that uh, Morley gets to sit in this luxurious um uh, swivel chair with uh, pads on it and, and, and you know I walked in there and I, and I had this plastic chair unfold chair and I, and I thought is this some is this a funny joke or something and, and they said no this is Dave's chair this is what the number two gets so you know I wanted to know Dave uh, have, have you got the chair
0: upgrade yet okay so I have a new chair in there but we've basically gone from one of those uh, I don't know uh those the, the one that you had which was kind of one of those low to the ground things um to more of a banquet chair so I sit higher but I have no wheels so it is fancier but it's not like Morley's which is a high quality office chair folks like this is a nice chair so no I I don't have any wheels on my on my chair is
1: there any padding on your seat now
0: it's a lot better let me tell you it is a okay, lot good. better so good to hear. That, I will give it. Yeah.
1: I'm proud of that, Dave. I wanted to make sure at least I had uh, an impact of uh, sitting in your seat while I uh, had to take over for you for that one game, and I'm glad that there's uh, an upgrade
0: for you. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And as you know, it's a great location to call a game, but you better be careful where you put your knees because if you bang it on that middle, uh, like that middle, uh, you know, that, that, what do you call it, the bracket there or whatever, um, boy, that's really tough on the knee. So, uh, you know, I hope you didn't do that that night. I hope you didn't crack your knee. I've done it probably about, you know, 40 times. So it's probably no wonder why my knees are not very good today. <laughs> <laughs> I made it, I made it through thankfully, Dave.
1: So, uh the o- the only other complaint I had was just the uh the food spread you guys had. I uh I was uh, a little concerned about the health factor of uh what you guys were being served up there in the media booth, but uh I'll leave that be.
0: Was it a heavy starch kind of meal cuz that's what we usually get?
1: It was heavy starch, low vegetables and nothing but pop and juice and I think there was one or two water bottles I saw in the fridge, which I took both of them early.
0: Well, you took a lot of hits for the team because that has gotten a lot better since then. So, so nice, nice work. You were the catalyst. Good. <laughs> How you doing? Like, how's your summer been? Like, like what have you done for the most part? Have you, have, have you played round of golf every week? Like what's going on here? Well, I get my
1: round of golfing every week for sure, uh, but you know what? It's been it's been good. It's been the transition out of football, you know. Call it a, a good season now later and getting comfortable on the old, uh, you know, corporate nine to five life, which takes some time to get comfortable with. But uh, no, everything's been real good. We've had some great weather this this summer so far, and uh, been out the lake with the with the family and. Uh, which has been great. We got a place out in Pigeon Lake, so uh, we just got a boat out there and and whatnot. So that's been fun, kind of hanging out with the girls out there, and um, yeah, you know, get my golf in, and you know, just hanging out in the city. You know, Edmonton's always a big festival city during the the summertime, and uh, I've been trying to be as involved with all that as I can, and um, yeah, it's been great, honestly. No complaints over here. Been to a lot of the football games. Uh, it's been real fun. Um, you know, being up in the suites with uh, with Victor and and with Alan Watt and those guys, have been doing a great job of hosting um, a lot of, a lot of people up there, and I've been involved in that. So you know, it's been great transitionally out of football and uh, into the old uh, real world, as we like to call it, post. So uh, yeah, no complaints. It's been a, it's been a good summer so
0: far. Yeah, you know, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. And uh, how's the golf game doing? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Dave. Um, <laughs> You know,
1: like good. It's weird how this, this happens is is when I was playing football and we were off at two o'clock every day. I you know, yeah. over nine years of playing I developed a lot of good golf course relationships and you know, we used to bring the boys out all the time, you know, probably play three times a week kind of vibe and I just couldn't get my game good. So I didn't know if I was playing too much or too little or whatever, but I didn't get into corporate life and pretty much I'm just can't play golf other than weekend golf, so Kroger Fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I will constantly say my game is probably the best it's been, and I will also say that last weekend I might have shot a seventy-five at the ranch. So, you know, if anyone needs a scramble player, I'm 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 available for
0: the rest of the year. (laughs) Ryan King is a free agent uh, scramble golfer. So, if you want more information, um, you have to find find that out you know find a way to get a hold of them you know maybe maybe go on twitter or something like that and make make the call so that's great that that's awesome i i'm glad to hear that because you know for some golf is highly aggravating but you know 75 that's good and as long as you uh, i think as long as you get the enjoyment and this is a summer where you know we've had some pretty consistent weather and it's been really warm or hot i mean nothing better than getting out on the links and just enjoying the sun because we don't get that very much in this part of the world as you very well know well and you know that the winter's coming here quick but
1: i gotta say though and i'm you know edmontonian all the way through here and i've been through a lot of these good summers but like we've had some nice weather these last like 30 40 days here and um, i don't know to me this has been one of the best summers we've had in edmonton for a while and You know, to your point, like it's just been great to get out to the lake and just, you know, sit in the sun and enjoy that because at the end of the day you know what's coming here next is the dreaded Edmontonian winter that lasts like eight straight months long. So, you know, just trying to enjoy the sun as much as I can and uh, you know, almost at the same time
0: prepare myself for, for what is to come as well too. I'm wondering when you played, and you know, you, you have a lot of uh, players from down south that would come up here. And, uh, you, know, we, you know, we've had some summers that have been a little bit, you know, on the cool side or they've been a little bit wet. But, you know, even we've had summers like this that have been, you know, nice and warm and, and even hot. But I, I just, I, I wonder how much of a false sense of security you've seen from players that come up from down south. And it's like, you just wait until about October and things are really going to change.
1: Well, and the funny thing with that, and I know you've seen it too, Dave, because you're in every practice and you're watching this. But from the locker room perspective, it's always funny because the guys come up from up, down south, Alabama, Mississippi, just southern states, and they've never even seen snow or cold weather for that. In that perspective, but and they talk about it. They're like, "So, what's it like?" You know? And I'm like, "Oh, dude, just wait, wait till you see what <laughs> what Great Cup playoff weather is all about, and and you know how it is up here. Weather changes from." plus 30 to minus 20 pretty quick. And um, oh, yeah. usually when the first snow game happens, it's not even cold though yet. It's like above zero almost. And you see all the the Southern uh, players, Americans, they're they're going out in like, you know, jackets and stuff like that. And it's always been funny to me over the years that coaches always got to stop practice right off the bat and pull the guys in and say, Hey guys, like you got to go take your winter jacket off. Like it's going to get much colder than this. And like, you can't wear a jacket <laughs> out in the game. So you're going to have to get used to this. So, there's always been those funny moments that I've appreciated, uh, you know, with the, the old Canadian climate uh, with uh, with these with these Americans.
0: Yeah, it's 14 degrees and you know late <laughs> September, early October, and you see toques out there. You're like, oh man, you you have no idea. You should put that away and enjoy enjoy this weather because you're gonna need that toque in November.
1: <laughs> yeah, but even as a purebred Canadian too, though, you know, like you, we we do play in November. We played enough in November. I'm I'm sitting there by that. Big jet heater on the sideline. You know it's minus thirty, yeah. man. That's too cold, no matter what. If you're Canadian, American,
0: international, it doesn't matter. It's it's cold though. You know, so it's just part of the yeah. game. Though. What would have been the coldest game that that you played in? Was it uh, the fourteen West semi was pretty cold, wasn't it against the Riders?
1: Yeah, that one was like minus thirty-five, I believe. But I gotta yeah. say though, like outside of Pro. Uh, And, you know, you've seen a lot of it. There's been some cold, cold games. But in college, um, I played a a Western final against Calgary. It was St. Mary's versus Calgary. And on the morning of game day, I saw, you know, a message come up on some sort of platform that said, uh, Calgary, Alberta was the coldest place in the world that day. We had a football (laughs) game to play like two hours later. So, like it was honestly like minus 40 of playing that game and like wow. you're freezing on your face mask and like, it was pretty crazy. But I don't know to be honest, you, you get used to that stuff and especially growing up as a Canadian, you get your summer months, you get your winter months, and like, that's just what it is, right? Like you know, there's two sides of it coming. So um, yeah. you know, as long as you kind of dress as best you can and stay moving and stay stay warm, I think you, you know you can usually get through it. But to me, it's always the feet. The feet's the biggest issue. Is, is your feet freeze man you know you can't feel your feet by the end of the game that's always the, the biggest issue you're trying to work through so um you know but for overall though you know it's just kind of part of what makes the canadian football game what it is and, and i've always appreciated and respected the players that can like play not only in like
0: the summer months but they can actually also throw that helmet on in the winter months and, and play ball yeah no doubt ryan king joining us uh, former long snapper for the double e and 2015 Cup champion joining us here on 630 chin inside sports i know you still do work with the cfl players association and it was a little dramatic uh, in in may and but you know what hey you, you you got a deal done and we're playing a full season now uh, you know tell me how that feels just to kind of be past all that because it, it hasn't been easy. You go back to 2019 to to now and you had to negotiate a, a CBA every single season and the latter because of COVID and didn't play in 2020, even though you negotiated a CBA uh, to play in a bubble. But now that, you know, you're you're kind of past that all now and you have a long-term deal, I mean, do you kind of you reflect at all or are you just like, oh, I th- I'm so happy that's all over with now?
1: I think there's two sides of it, Dave. And, like, um, you know, no one obviously knew COVID was going to hit. And and we all wanted to play ball. And everyone knows CFL isn't guaranteed contracts. So if you're not going to play, you're not going to get paid, right? So they put a lot of pressure on us as a PA to to put an agreement together during COVID. And, and, you know, I'm honestly like – Proud of my team and, and the executive that I work with. You know, literally daily, even to this day. Now, um, you know, we clear our schedules and, and try to make this work. We put a deal together, and and you know, was it unfortunate we didn't get a season during that COVID year? Yeah, but you know, was it the right thing? Who knows? Uh, you know, I'm not going to comment on that. But we still got it done, which was good. And um, it's been a it's been a very busy couple of years with the CFLPA, um, but. Again, a big part of what I'm proud of is that the, the the players in in this league have put together a very very good executive board. We've developed and we've grown so much in you know over the last couple of years um, that we had a big impact in this this long-term deal and this long-term deal that we just put. together, um, It's going to have huge benefits to the players, not only currently but moving forward. Um, you know, up-and-comers. Um, that are going to be coming into CFL. It, it, it's, a, it's one of the best deals I believe, and I've been through three CBAs. Uh, I've put three deals together. This is my tenth year on the CFLPA. Uh, now in a you know one VP role as an executive, you know I'm very proud of what we put together. I know the player reps are, and, and you're kind of seeing it now. Um, we got a full season going on. Um, players are happy. Players are healthy. I think everyone's just excited to get back and play in football and, and you know, put, put the last couple of years aside and, and just kind of move forward. And, um, you know, it's pretty cool, to be honest, from a high-level perspective to be a part of all that and behind-the-scenes stuff. And even with uh, the CFL and, you know, all, all of their executive team, I've built some really good relationships over these last couple of years. And at the end of the day, I think um, not only the CFL, but the CFLPA as well have gotten substantially closer
0: as a working group, uh, which will also benefit, uh, you know, the players in the league moving forward. Yeah, that's great to hear. And uh, that's where we're, we'll end it. And great to catch up with you again ryan and uh appreciate this and i know you're you're going to elks home games and you know you're seeing uh, what's happening you know off the field and on the field and there is there is optimism even though it's a little dark right now but you know it's it's it is going in the right direction it seems um and this is just going to take some time and i, I appreciate your help and you know getting better chairs and getting better meals at the in the media center as well it's very inspirational
1: <laughs> hey, if there's anything i take out of this, Dave, I'm happy that I got you in a good seat and I got some good good food in your, in your belly. I think that's very important. But uh, I think it's a huge game tomorrow for, for the Elks. I think uh, yep. the whole whole streak thing is, is kind of up in the air right now. And, you know, I got nothing but uh, uh, confidence that uh, the team's moving in the right direction from top down and i uh, really, really excited
0: for tomorrow's game. Thanks, Kinger. Talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, Dave. Have a good one. That's Ryan King, a former long snapper, double E, and a 2015 Grey Cup champion. 13-9, convert pending. The Argos just scored a touchdown. McLeod Bethel-Thompson finds Curly Gittens Jr. Two yards, convert is good. 13-10, Ticats lead the Toronto Argos. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. T P Women's Open today. South Korea's Naren An shot a 665 two-stroke lead. Fellow Korean Hyun uh, Choi had a 63 to enter in, into a tie for second with first-round leader Paul Reto of South Africa at 11 under uh, par uh, overall. Brooke Henderson, who's uh, The uh, best Canadian, one of the best players on the LPGA Tour from Smith Falls, Ontario, shot three under 68. She's sitting at five under. Canadian uh, Golf Hall of Fame member Lori Kane of Charlottetown played in her 30th and final round of the CP Women's Open. She missed the cut and uh, won an ambassador for women's golf in Canada and beyond. Uh, Lori Kane has been the Elks uh, trying to break a long losing streak at home, 12 game losing streak and uh, sweep this home and home set against the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks. Now, when they went to play Ottawa in Ottawa, they had a short week in cross country travel. That's the third time they've had to do uh, something like that this season. First was Hamilton. Next was Montreal. I mean, it was, yeah, they played Thursday. It was Thursday to Thursday, but in my view, if you have to travel cross country, that's losing a day. Um, but this time they come home and they get an extra day of rest so, and, and one more day to prep. So it was like a normal week. So Chris Jones talked about how he tried to take advantage
2: of that extra day. Well, we, uh, you know, we had a couple of days off. We were able to, you know, do a good job of going, you know, sorting through our film, and uh, and then watching the different situations, mm-hmm. the different down distances, that that type of thing, and and uh, try to maintain a level of professionalism in our in our weight room and do a great job there, and uh, and that in our in our training room. We mm-hmm. tried to tried to recoup our guys as much as we could
0: and ask chris jones about this is the second game of a back-to-back harder to win for the team who won the first game
2: Everybody in the league, there's a lot of parity, you know. Uh, unfortunately for us, we've put ourselves in this situation. Ottawa's in a very similar situation, fighting for what they can uh, get, and uh, we've got to go and play a very uh, a very good football team that's well coached, that has a lot of people that have been there before. They're, they're a veteran group, especially in the special teams area, and they just added a shot in the arm with that little returner they got.
0: All right. That'll be fun tomorrow, 3.30, countdown to kickoff, 5 o'clock on the Brickfield of Commonwealth Stadium. Elks and Red Blacks right here on 6.30. Chad, and it's 16.10, Hamilton over the Toronto Argos at the half. Attack at kicker Seth Small nails a 58-yard field goal. Wow. Impressive indeed. Still to come tonight, Saskatchewan Roughriders in D.C. to play uh, Michael O'Connor and the Lions, not Nathan Rourke who's out possibly for the season with that Liz Frank sprain. Uh, back with more, our number two of Inside Sports. We'll uh, hear about... Well, so if the Oilers are not cap-compliant, how do they get there by the season start and could they be cap compliant now anyway even though they're over the cap that and much more on 630 chat inside sports an hour two